a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The reason is because you don't have the sacraments. See? Yeah. I mean, once you don't have the sacraments, then basically everybody's a pastor. Because that's what a pastor is, a guy that's there to preach the gospel and administer the sacraments. Once the sacraments cease to mean anything in your theological construct, then ministry becomes something different than the giving out of God's gift of forgiveness. The reason why we go to church is not to hear about how we have to go out and, and be missionalists. The reason we go to church is to get the forgiveness of our sins. That's why Jesus instituted the church. And I think that's the point. See, when a pastor considers this option of, hmm, maybe I'll substitute these parts of the liturgy, maybe, the, maybe. the question before him should not be, will it win more people over? The question before them should be, would this deliver Christ in a better way than it already does? And the parts of the liturgy are direct quotes from Holy Scripture. And I don't think that you can improve upon the delivery of Christ uh, from them. I mean, just imagine the next radical that shall be even more radical. This will be the book that I'm going to write. Even more uh, radical. What part of cutting off your hand is unclear in the Bible? <laughs> if you still have two hands, you show yourself to be a false disciple of Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Today marks the last and final episode in which Pastor Wolf Mueller is doing the show prep. So let <laughs> no me, one will be able to tell that I prepared today's show. <laughs> let, let me go ahead and guess what we're doing today, all right? Yeah? Yeah, uh, okay. Some, let's see, Bible Bee. <laughs> and, that was a good uh, idea to what start. Else, what else doesn't have? Oh, uh, Ten Commandments in the News. That doesn't have much hope. <laughs> That's probably our lineup right there, just Bible Bee and Ten Commandments in the News. Am I right? No way, man. No oh, way. We're going oh. even more simplistic today. It's all praise song cruncher. Nothing but praise song crunching. Yeah, but that means I have to do get the songs ready and get the. Yeah, that's right. How did how did this work? It's <laughs> beautiful. All right. So is that it? Just praise song. <laughs> that's cruncher? it. Praise song cruncher. We'll do the email and buzzwords, and then praise song cruncher. All right. We were gonna do how to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker, but uh, couldn't find a youth speaker. I know. See, these things I mean, are not hard to real or these things are not easy to hunt down. I'm telling you, praise songs are easy. And then when you find a youth speaker, trying to find the best clips to fit into a 12 minute segment isn't easy either. So yeah, forget it. All That's right, so hard. I got a buzz phrase for you from yeah, our huh? friends uh, over at Theopedia. You'll be shocked. Yeah. This is at Theopedia. It's the it's the buzz phrase sovereignty of God. <laughs> It says the, <laughs> the sovereignty of God is the biblical teaching that all things render God's rule and control and that nothing happens without his direct, uh, sorry, direction or permission. God works not some things, but all things according to his counsel and goodwill. See Ephesians 1 verse 11. His purposes are all inclusive and never thwarted. See Isaiah 46 11. Nothing takes him by surprise. The sovereignty of God is not merely that God has the power and right to govern all things, but that he does so always and without exception. In other words, God is not merely sovereign in principle, but sovereign in practice. Oh, there you what go. do you think of that? That's, yeah, it's true. There's I another go, section I, I here which you might like. It's only three lines. It's uh, yeah. God's sovereignty and salvation. You want to hear that? Oh, yeah. God's sovereignty and salvation means that he saves whom he will, and those whom he saves owe nothing 
uh, owe nothing to anything in and of themselves. They are saved because God graciously chose them in eternity and regenerated and called them in history. They cannot even take credit for their faith because it is the gift that he himself uh, that he himself sovereignly bestows. I'm never, for it, except for this thing. I, how did sovereignly become what an I was adverb? Just wondering. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Someone's reading this, you know, some Calvinist editor, and like, wait, wait hold, 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 hold. There's not enough adverbs. I was wondering about um, the people who have the theology that God bestows things apart from His sovereignty, which is. Well, that would probably be the Lutherans, because we say that the Lord comes to us in weakness. Ah, see, that's why they add the adverb, sovereignly. Sovereignly, bestowed. yeah. Okay. Instead of weakly, in Lutherans. See, the, the Calvinists are only driven to uh, adverbs and adjectives because of the Lutherans. <laughs> that is really funny. Get some more adverbs down in here. <laughs> I All got right, one for well, you. J-E-D-P. That oh, is my buzzword for you. Fantastic. J-E-D-P, which stands for Yahwist, Eloist, Deuteroist, and Priestlist. Priestly. <laughs> These are the this Loosely. is the theory of the of the uh the J D E P J E D P J and a P with a D and an E in it. It stands for the four supposed authors of the books of Moses. <laughs> That was a great sentence. The four authors of the books of Moses. You see what I did there? <laughs> I see what you did there. Now, okay, so we, because we believe the Bible, etc., say that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, but that is too boring for the higher critic who came along a couple hundred years ago and said, no, 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 we think that uh, the books of Moses were written by politically motivated sectarians called J, E, D, and P. And they can tell who wrote the what because the J, Yahwist, uses the name Lord for the Lord. The Eloist uses the name Elohim for the Lord. The Deuteroist wrote Deuteronomy. And the Priestly wrote all the priestly stuff. And then you go through, this is the way that they play the game. You go through and you say, hey, uh, look, uh, who, who wrote these different things? And you can see their political motivation uh, behind it. What an absolute ridiculous way of reading the Bible. No wonder nobody reads the Bible anymore. The higher critics just totally destroyed it because they made it just like political pamphlets. The authors of the Scripture are political pamphleteers. How miserable. You know who wasn't, who didn't go by the J-E-D-P theory? Who? Jesus, when he said <laughs> in Mark ten three, and he answered them, what did Moses command you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus just wasn't with the times. <laughs> All this right. is crazy, you know. So this is one. If someone starts talking about JEDP, you know, they go off to college and they take a Bible as literature class and they learn all about this nonsense. This is a way to sniff it out. Another way to sniff it out is if people are talking about First and Second Isaiah, and then Third Isaiah and Fourth Isaiah. In fact, if you want to get your PhD in biblical studies, you just have to posit an extra Isaiah. <laughs> so you get Fifth Isaiah, Sixth Isaiah, Seventh Isaiah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, there you go. Yep. That's it, bad stuff, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we believe what the Bible says, by the way, of, uh, you know. By the and, way. I like that. <laughs> just by the way. I thought I'd throw that out there. Um, that maybe Jesus knew what he was talking about when he uh, referred to uh, the authors of the Bible. And uh, since he rose from the dead, I uh, think that we can go ahead and believe him. Trusting Jesus. Yeah. Imagine okay. it in the church. All right. I got an email from you. This comes from Michael, or at least Michael's email. <laughs> yeah, Michael wrote it. Okay. <laughs> Michael writes, Hi, guys. 
I saw this yesterday while visiting my parents in Indiana. It reads, it's a church sign. Included is the picture. And here's what the church sign says. Bring your spiritual marshmallows. Our pastor is on fire. <laughs> Our pastor is on fire. <laughs> this sign also points out the pastor is Donna Holcomb. That, oh, uh, uh, man, you ruined my joke. I was just going to really say that was outside of our church for a while. Uh, I would love mind. to hear what never this means. Mind. <laughs> my wife and I are stumped. <laughs> kind well. regards, Michael. Thanks, Michael, for the email. I don't know why you'd be stumped with that. That's obvious. Bring your spiritual mar- well. I don't know. I don't understand the marshmallow allegory. I'll admit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bring your spiritual marshmallows. Our pastor's on fire. Ha! <laughs> it's pretty good. I like that though. Um, I'm gonna put that outside the church here. <laughs> now, what are spiritual marshmallows? I'm interested by this. I don't know. It's going into the joke at the end of the show, though. I better write it. <laughs> You'll probably forget. Spiritual. What do you want to bet I'm you write, forget? I'm writing it down. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm Never mind. Marsh. If I only knew how to spell marshmallows. All right. I got some more. Not emails. I got some Facebook stuff. How much time do we have? Two minutes. All right. Here's one. Uh, license plate frame theology, writes Isaiah. That's not a real thing, Isaiah. You can't just make up games. Yeah, come on. There's a there's a due process in game invention here on Table Talk Radio. Like Pastor license plate losing frame. a bet. <laughs> That's right. It says, this license plate frame says, if you're living like there is no God, you'd better be right. Yeah. Um, this is the the old... Yarn that uh, Pascal's waiver came up waiver. with, right? Pascal, wager. Wager. Oh, yeah, not waiver, too. <laughs> Either one. That's what wager. Pascal's, Pascal's waiver is when you get an excuse for missing class when they're studying <laughs> geometry. Yeah, you're like, uh, yeah, either geometry, either geometry exists and you can skip it, or you might go to geometry class in the fact that even you might be wrong, but at least you went to class. That's right. Anyway, That's right. Um, uh, Pascal's wager is the idea that uh, God could exist or he couldn't exist, but if, you're, if you think that uh, he doesn't exist and you believe in him, well, then nothing lost. But if you don't think that he exists and you're wrong, you're going to hell, so... Might as well just uh, uh, take the safer bet of the two and believe in God. I'll tell you two things I think are wrong, at least with Pascal's wager. Mm-hmm. And that is, number one, then the you would have to convert of necessity to whoever thought, whoever invented the worst form of hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just have to come up with something worse than hell, and then, then the wager would go towards you, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the second problem is it makes uh, faith and... Uh, uh, an essentially selfish thing. Yes. So the reason I believe in Jesus is simply to avoid punishment. It's a gamble. Right. That's a bad idea. All right. Well, after this commercial break, we are going to be playing uh, Praise Song Cruncher with oh, all of yeah. your praise songs. If you have something you want to send to us, you can send them to questions at tabletalkradio.org or give us a call 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. And uh, we'll be crunching your favorite songs right after this commercial break. You shouldn't listen to Table Talk Radio. 
reverse psychology, or is it? Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, playing uh, Praise Song Cruncher. Now, Pastor Wilfman, why don't you run us through the cruncher while I uh, dig into our, in- our inbox here at questions at tabletalkradio.org. All right. Well, so th- one of the things about the cruncher is this. We have some questions. <laughs> and uh, one, two, five questions that we ask of the praise songs to determine if they're useful for use in singing in church. So the first question we if ask they're useful is Jesus for use. Is that what you said? Yeah, oh yeah. If they're useful for use. Okay, got it. Look, at, do, are you having trouble? If they're useful for use and using <laughs> in church. Got it. With okay. the utes. See, I didn't, I didn't understand what we were using it for. <laughs> so, now, uh, first question is about this. Is Jesus mentioned? And what that question tells us is if Jesus is mentioned or not. <laughs> are you, you don't have yeah. it in front of you. You're, that's why you're I, stalling. I, I, the, second, <laughs> the second question is something about mystical form. And I do believe the two elements that we're looking for there are either repetition and or lack of sentences. And that tells us if this is giving us images or assertions. And we, we make the note that unless something is a sentence, it cannot be an assertion. The third question we ask is, is it have mystical content, which means romantic language, losing of self, a lot of water metaphors or fire metaphors? Uh, The fourth question is, is there law and is there gospel and is it rightly divided? And then the fifth question is, is there any other false doctrine not uh, already identified by the first four questions? How's that? Pretty good. Was that all from memory? Oh, yeah, man. Nice. I got a memory like a bear trap. Well, as I look into our emails here at questions at tabletalkradio.org, we get this uh, email from uh, Mary, and Mary says, you might want to crunch the theme song for the new movie God's Not Dead, which came to theaters this past weekend. This comes back from uh, March 24th. <clears throat> the uh, Newsboys released... What year? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Newsboys released the song by the same title in 2011, but it's now being used as a theme song for the movie. So, uh, this is how that song goes. It's called uh, God's Not Dead. Surely in life, he's living on the inside. 
Okay, so that's the song there. Yeah. Um, hmm. What you forgot this, which is the bridge. Let heaven roar and fire fall. What was the fire thing? Oh, yeah. Bring your spiritual marshmallows. Fire's <laughs> fallen. <laughs> Come shake the ground with the sound of revival. I do not know if this, thing, this counts as a praise song, by the way. If you've sung this in church, please let us know. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would sing this one in church. Probably not. I think the newsboys, by the way, used to have kind of a... I don't know. They they used to sound different. Something's wrong with them. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but... They used to have kind of a... They used to sound like a real kind of band. At least in my ears they did. <laughs> now what do they sound like? They sound like, like a Christian band. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you know? Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, the Christian band sound? Okay, let's crunch this thing. All right, so Didn't is we Jesus want to invent mentioned. a new game about how, the, the not the praise song cruncher, but the Christian song cruncher? Mm-hmm. Preaching to the Christian song cruncher? That's kind of what we need for this. Now, <clears throat> ah, is Jesus mentioned? And the, I don't think the answer, the answer is I don't think so. I'll tell you what's tough about that game you want to invent is that... Uh, I mean, so the reason the Prey Song Cruncher has been a smashing success, as you know, uh, is that there's an expectation that when we gather in worship, the Lord is um, uh, bestowing his grace and his mercy to us through means. And so then That's to, what you expect. To, to gather, I expect a good time, man. <laughs> to gather together Weirdo and then to, to, to sing about the God who does not come through means but comes to us through our emotions is against the reality of what, what God is doing. But what expectations do you have when you turn on a Christian song? Do you expect to be entertained? Um, to Do you have an expectation that the song is going to be be speaking the truth of the bible i mean i mean look i basically live my life with these expectations low expectations low disappointment okay well that's why you are so i mostly expect (laughs) that's right i'm just living my own cliche i i so my expectations are that they don't worship the devil Okay. All right. Anything above that is that'll be that'll be a fun game then. (laughs) Okay. So Jesus. Uh, Now now it says, "My God is not dead." I'm just. I mean, normally when you think of God being dead, you think of Jesus or Nietzsche, right? Or both, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know what this is about. I'm I'm lost in your freedom. I mean, Jesus says, "I came to give you." Wait. If the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. That's what he says. But I, but it doesn't ever mention that. It just says, my God. So no Jesus. Okay, next question. Uh, mystical <clears throat> form with uh, sentences. Yeah, it uses sentences, mostly. Uh, roaring, he's roaring, roaring like a lion. What is that about? That's one of these themes of, by the way, the book of Amos. You remember that book, Amos? Mm-hmm. The Lord roars from Jerusalem, uh, and then that theme is brought into, oh, especially this beautiful vision in Revelation that says the lion of the tribe of Judah has conquered, and then he looks and sees the lamb as he's been slain. Oh, 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 oh now that's good. Oh, oh, oh. 
So now this, uh, this uses yeah. uh, sentences, but uh, I mean, is it communicating things that are understandable? <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably the second part of that question. Um, yeah. So uh, my God is like a lion, but you never say exactly how he's lying or, and or what he's roaring. Or what does it mean that let heaven roar and fire fall? I, I'm not quite sure what that means. I don't know either, and I don't know why it's saying God is not de- why God is not dead. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, so, this, this, and it's repetitive too. This reminds me of um, when uh, they had that lost tomb of Jesus documentary, and they thought they said that they found the bone box of Jesus, and then they're asking these guys, uh, "Hey, if they found the bone box of Jesus, does that mean he can't be a Christian anymore?" And these guys were like, "Eh, no problem. You know, he." <laughs> He 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 rose from the dead spiritually. He lives in my heart, kind of a thing. And that's what, that's what made me think of when during this line it says, um, "My God's not dead. Inside, He's yeah. surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion." Yeah, that's weird. Oof. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, he's living would be good enough. Right. The inside, outside, and every other side that there is is where he is living. He's just living. That's the point. Right. Roaring like That's what we like lion. to say, uh, is there air? And to say, yes, there's air on the inside. <laughs> Does that mean that there's no air on the outside? <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking up, by the way, the book of Amos. Okay. Uh, well, let's move on to into the third question. That is of mystical content, where you're looking at romantic imagery and losing oneself and song of God inside of me. It does talk about the inside, and then it does talk about being lost. Now I'm lost in your freedom. What does that line mean? Now I'm lost in your freedom. It's like I was, I knew where I was going, but then your freedom came, and now I don't know where I am. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's it, though. That's the idea of being lost in the sea kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You lose yourself. Uh, now, here, here this says in the book of Amos, the Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem. See that? The pastures of the shepherds mourn. The tops of Carmel withers. And then the Lord's roaring is his preaching. of. It. Now, the prophet goes on to say what the roaring is. And it's not good news, let me tell you. There's fires everywhere. So do you think that the newsboys are singing about God's justice and, and that the, the law of God would come down? Well, it has this word that's not really a law. It's kind of a gospel-y word. It says, let hope arise and make the darkness hide. My faith is dead. I need resurrection somehow. Oh, look at that. Hmm. Do you see that? My faith is dead. I need resurrection somehow. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) I wonder if this is more like a picture of, this is like a praise song for Narnia. Um, you know, yeah. Aslan? Perhaps. Well, let's hmm. take the commercial break to, to sort this out. We'll maybe uh, have a final judgment on this crunch, and then we'll move on to the next song, which is uh, your favorite, Pastor Wolf Miller, Earth and All Stars. Oh. That came in by request. So I don't know why we're crunching these things today, but you're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll continue the praise song cruncher. Right after this commercial break, we'll be right back after this break. Earplugs not included. You're on Table Talk Radio. 
Welcome this back. song is about the letter in Revelation to Laodicea. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Lost your first love. <laughs> you well, know, that, you didn't know it was so biblical. I knew that. The very biblical song, The Righteous Brothers were singing. Hey, by the way, look at I'm looking at the Twitter here. I haven't looked at the Twitter in a long time. And someone named Richard is giving me all sorts of nicknames. Uh, hashtag TTR nicknames. I'd like you to write these down. Ready? Okay. Ninja Preacher of Iron. Steward of Mediocrity. <laughs> That's my favorite one so far. Warden of Hilarity. Pronouncer of Silent Letters. <laughs> Friend of Off-Neglected Letters. I'm glad that stands out in your mind there, Richard. Bludgeon of Enthusiasts. That's my new favorite. <laughs> Augur of the Mystics. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Oh, that's good. Did you write those down? Thanks, yeah. Richard. That's kind of you. Thanks, Richard. You wouldn't know that because you haven't been on your fake Twitter account lately. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Uh, okay. So uh, we are on the question of law and gospel for this song, God is Not Dead. So, Man, I, I do not know what to do with this song. This song is really a mess. This song, in a lot of ways, seems like the kind of song that we, you would get by just putting random theolo theological words in the praise song generator, and it would just crank stuff out. Let hope arise and make the darkness hide. My faith is dead. I need resurrection somehow. I mean, it's nice, the idea of resurrection, but... Uh, I mean, you know, resurrection, it's a good idea. Both the resurrection of Jesus and also the, the idea that our faith is a resurrection from the dead and also that we'll raise, be raised on the last day. But I don't know. So what was the question again? Is there uh, Law or gospel. Law? Let's start with law. Do you see any law? Uh, let love explode and bring the dead to life. That's weird. That is just a weird picture, you know? <laughs> It's like okay, picture this because we're we're kind of poet poetic and we're you know so so imagine this within your mind's imagining imagination. Let love explode and bring the dead to life. Now, what do you picture? An explosion. <laughs> it's a, there's some dead people, and then there's <laughs> like a bucket of love, and it explodes, and then the dead people. Yeah, it's like it, does, a, it just doesn't fit together. It's like an opposite explosion. Usually those hurt people. This one, like, there's hurt people, and then there's a love explosion, and everybody's okay. Hey, I feeling like better it. now after that love explosion. <laughs> That's what the Table Talk Radio should be called. Table Talk Radio, the love explosion. <laughs> See, I think this one breaks down in mystical form. Even though there's there's uh, sentences with subject, verb, and object, and um, there's not repetition, really. I mean, there's some, I guess. It's not really communicating anything. This is where it breaks down, is this question, is a song full of impressions or assertions? Even though they're sentences, they're, they're not asserting anything, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. And they're weird. And so it's impressions, but they're weird impressions. <laughs> God's, he's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. I don't... But that's kind of the appeal of postmodernism, that you get these impressions. They don't really have to be of anything concrete. It's, you know... Weird. <laughs> this is strange. All right, strange. so I think I'm ready then, for the next one. Okay, well, the next one uh, comes to us by, um, let's see, uh, Trevor. Trevor sends us. He only says uh, he emails into questions at tabletalkradio.org. He says, "Hello, questions. Please let the pastors know 
I am curious if a song <laughs> in our own there. LCMS authorized hymnal will pass the praise song cruncher. It oh has boy. a pretty epic melody, but is it appropriate for the divine service? There are uh, some songs, even our own hymnal, that are not appropriate for the divine service, but are appropriate for other times. Uh oh. What would those other times be? So his submission is the song "Earth and All Stars." Uh oh. And he gives us a YouTube link. Where to... angels fear to tread. Here we go. <laughs> Crunching a song in the hymnal. Okay. This will be fun. Eight seventeen. If you want to follow along. Yeah, I got it. Loud rushing planets sing to the Lord a new song. Oh, victory, loud shouting army, sing to the Lord a new song. He has done marvelous things. I too will praise him with a new song. Hmm. Hail, wind and rain, loud blowing snowstorm, sing to the Lord a new song. Flowers and trees, loud rustling dry leaves, sing to the Lord a new song. He has done marvelous things. I too will praise him with a new song. Okay, I think we should have, uh, first talk about what it means to sing a new song because you have Psalm 96 1 that says, Sing to the Lord a new song. Yeah. And uh, Isaiah 42.10, Sing to the Lord a New Song. So, yeah. Pastor Wolfmiller, is the new song that we sing to the Lord uh, based upon uh, what he is doing in creation? Uh, wait a minute. That's a loaded question. I see right through you. How is that loaded? <laughs> it's called a softball question is what it's called. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. No, <laughs> it's not, Evan. <laughs> The new song is about the new thing that he does in Christ. How about that? That's why we sing the new song psalms, like Psalm 96 you mentioned, Psalm 98, etc., at Christmas time. <laughs> because they are songs of redemption. You know, mm-hmm. redemption songs. Okay. So it would stand to reason, then, if we have a song about singing a new song, that song should be about... Uh, the redemption in Christ, right? Oh man, you're setting me up to not like this. <laughs> Sorry. To... Now I, sh- All right. I I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does this hymn mention Jesus? <laughs> no. Okay. Now let let me go into the realm of speculation a little bit. Okay. Okay. Well, this is what we call speculative theology. No. Uh, <laughs> no. But seriously, I I, I think that the the hymn selection committee that was working on the Lutheran service book were comprised of the, of LCMS pastors. And just as when a, a LCMS pastor walks into a congregation um, uh, right after getting his call, he doesn't the second Sunday there um, tear away everything that the congregation loves that may be less than orthodox. Um, that there's a time of, uh, of teaching and patience that the... Uh, 
that the pastor goes through to to uh, guide the congregation in in loving uh, orthodox practice for themselves, not just forcing it upon them uh, by by rule. And I think something similar may be going on with the Lutheran service book. And this is definitely putting the best construction on it. But to uh, you know, we have this LW that had some less than desirable hymns in it. Uh, Lutheran what? worship. <laughs> and, I can't. I can't abide by you criticizing anything that the synod has done. <laughs> and for should. the record, <laughs> well, you know, that's because you're in the Rocky Mountain district. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and so the, the they certainly wanted the Lutheran service book to be widely accepted in the LCMS, and it certainly has been. And to to take away some of the hymns that are maybe less than perfect uh, would m- not get such a wide uh, acceptance of the new hymnal. Now, that said, uh, I think uh, said pastors on said <laughs> committee also recognize that this this song has a catchy tune, doesn't it? You're going to be singing this the rest of the afternoon. And uh, so what they did is they took an Easter hymn um, that is centered on Christ and put it to the same tune. So if you love oh. this tune so much... Go find that hymn in the uh, in the LSB in the Easter section and sing it at Easter. Yeah, okay. And then I'm you can have this without the the words that mean nothing. Here's my favorite stanza: Classrooms and labs, loud boiling test tubes, sing to the Lord a new song. Athlete and band, loud cheering people, sing to the Lord a new song. Yes. Oh, right. So, uh, limestone ask- and beams, loud building workers. Sing construction workers. Hey, you guys! You guys are too loud. <laughs> Sing to the Lord. Is, oh, whoa, I never understood that. So I always thought that it was saying that the sounds that engines and steel are making is the song the to the new song to the Lord. Are you saying that the second line here is interrupting the? So hey, your test tubes are boiling. Sounds are too loud. Quiet it down. We're trying to sing a new song to the Lord here. That would. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Classrooms, labs, quiet. Hey, you athletes and your and you bands, quit cheering. We're trying Knowledge, to sing a truth. new song to the Lord here. Quiet down. <laughs> loud sounding I'm wisdom. S- I'm sure that's what it is. What the heck? I don't know what loud wisdom sounds wisdom? like. <laughs> loud sounding wisdom. That's it's like not, table talk radio. Not this show. <laughs> table talk radio. Loud sounding wisdom. Yeah, that's wrong. Uh, Children so. of God dying and rising. That's the most Christian of these verses. Okay. Will you want to crunch this thing real quick? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Jesus mentioned? No. Answer no. No Jesus. Mystical not about form. Jesus. Uh, it's repetitive and it doesn't use sentences. Uh, mystical content. Uh, no. No. It's it's too goofy for that. Law and gospel. No. False doctrine. Uh, no doctrine. Okay, so probably... Oh, well, let's come back after this break. Hey, how come I was answering those questions? You tricked me. (laughs) Uh, When we come back from that question, I'm going to answer his follow-up email. We'll be right back. Table Talk Radio. We love our on-demand listener. Because you make me feel you. 
really <laughs> the phrase songs aren't making you feel like a natural. It's, it's weird that all the bumps have the word feel. <laughs> hey, so I want I want you to come back uh, to Trevor's final question. He says. Um, are there some songs, even our own hymnal, that are not appropriate for the divine service, but are appropriate at other times? What are those other times? And I think the answer is when you're singing in the shower would be the time that you want to sing Earth and All Stars. <laughs> Loud bubbling hot water. <laughs> hot soapy water. Singing to the oh, how come I said that? How come you didn't make that joke? How come I'm getting tricked into this? I'm totally against it. <laughs> this, by the way, is the voice of Evan Gagline. Yeah, you guys right. were trying. To... <laughs> okay, well, I got another one here for you. I mean, I the wonder emails... how many people really love that the... hymn, though. <laughs> I don't know. The if emails are hymn, pouring in at questions at tabletalkradio.org for our uh, praise song cruncher. And this one is from Seminarian Jake. You know, our good hey, friend. Hey, 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 man. Th- those are our dethroners. I know. Jake of Sim Radio, the world's most popular theological game show. That's or right. Or the world's best, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Down yeah. in Australia. Listen to Eastern Please Hemisphere. read this email with an Australian accent, I would ask you, please. <laughs> no. Dear Table Talk Radio. You can translate. Dear Table Talk Radio. I have a song suggestion for well, you. I have a song suggestion for you. On the Praise Song Cruncher. On the Praise Song Cruncher. Uh, beautiful by Disciple. Beautiful by Disciple. God bless. God bless. Seminarian Jake. Seminarian Jake. <laughs> I think you're getting better at that. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I spent all week with Dr. Kleinig last week. Uh, you know, uh, we haven't heard from our friend Lumpy in, like, forever. Oh, we got an email about Lumpy, didn't we? From not? Seminarian Jake. <laughs> Seminarian Jake. Yeah, he was pointing out that Lumpy doesn't come around anymore. True I think enough. he's been outsourced. <laughs> he's going to other... Uh, bigger and better things. Lumpy, remember, was for show prep. I should have oh, brought him back. That's this why we haven't had him on for a while. <laughs> haven't seen a whisper from him in ages. Uh huh. All right. Well, I'm not sure, Seminary and Jake, that this song is ever used in church, but we'll crunch it anyway. We're a non discriminatory crunching um, show Service. here on Table Talk Radio. So this is the song Beautiful by a Disciple. The light hits my eyes in the first of the morning I take in this spectrum of wonder Of how what a lovely thing can be balanced And yet shadow me with despair But it washes away when you So that's um, beautiful by disciple. Hey, there's um, some poetry in this one. I'll read the end of it here. I study the surface of this visage you've given. It speaks nothing of the things hidden, buried underneath. What needs improving lies an outcast unworthy of touching. I think. Yeah. 
Uh, the lyric page says yutching. <laughs> I, I think that should probably be touching. See, that was an error by the 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 priestly uh, writing in this J-E-B. Yawist there added the watch. How could something so utterly unspeakable be found in this? The ugliness in the horror of your cross, it washes away when you come in. Nice. Well, um, I got 500 points for using the buzzword and you didn't call it out. What did you say? Yawist? Of the J-E-D-P theory thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Wow, that wasn't even a very good uh, work into the buzzword, but I got I thought it was pretty. It. I thought it was pretty witty. Pretty smooth. The Y was from the Yawist short. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Okay, so um, now what do you think this means? But it washes away when you come in. I, I see just how beautiful you are when you come in. The night seems to disappear in you. Now, I've been meditating on this picture of the conscience as a window. This is something that Dr. Kleinig uh, taught me. So your conscience is a window, so it works like this. If you have a dirty, filthy window, then everything outside looks dirty, and the light coming inside makes everything look dirty. Hmm. That's a dirty conscience. Now, if if you have a clean conscience, then the window's clean, and now you can look outside and see what's clean and dirty. The light comes in and shows rightly what's on the inside, what's clean and dirty. So there is a sense that baptism gives us is the pledge of a clean conscience. It washes our conscience clean. That's First Peter three, and now it gives us the 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 eyes to see things as they really are, both in our lives and in our hearts, and also in the Lord's word. So I'm so that picture is running through my is running through my head when um when in this poem of a song here. Now, I don't know exactly if that's what they're getting at. Uh, uh, in fact, I don't know what they're talking about, but that's just what I think about. Now, that is a helpful picture, by the way, of the conscience. So, would the the, the sun coming in, um, would that be like uh, someone who has a clean conscience can hear that word of God and, and without it being obstructed? By, I hope so, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then, to, to see out would be um, that... Uh, what uh seeing the the things in the world or well yeah both the things of the world and the things in god's word so we're able to see rightly law and gospel we're able to see god's commands and his promises and then we're able to look at the world like it really is and say that thing is good and that thing's bad and that thing's honorable and that thing's dangerous you know but if you have a bad conscience you know you hear you, you get two red lights in a row and you think god is punishing you see i mean everything if you have a bad conscience everything that happens to you is like a visitation of God's wrath, uh, and if you—it's like if you have an enemy. You know, if you have an enemy, uh, nothing they do, even the nicest thing, well, you'll be suspicious. If your enemy gives you a drink, you think it's poison, and they say something nice, you think they're flattering you to get something out of you. And now, a bad conscience makes God our enemy. So even His gifts come to us as punishment. But I would say that um, that what baptism does is not fix our broken conscience, though maybe that that happens in baptism. But what that uh, First Peter passage does is uh, is give us a, a pleasure before God, so that we know that we uh, we can stand before God. So that um, you know you, you don't necessarily have to be a Christian to have a conscience. I mean, non Christians feel guilty for things, yeah. um, but well, it but it, it's in baptism that we can know that we can stand before God uh, because of the righteousness given to us by Christ. Well, there's a there's a difference between a a working conscience and a good conscience. So an unbeliever can have a conscience that's working and telling you that you did things wrong. But a good conscience is a conscience that knows that Jesus has died for the forgiveness of our sins, see? So only a Christian can have a good conscience. Interesting. Okay, there it is from Pastor Conscience. (laughs) 
Um, all right. So what about this song? Is Jesus mentioned? There's a cross in the end. The ugliness in the horror of your cross washes it away. Uh, I don't know what it washes away here. When you come in. So there's Jesus is mentioned. The cross is mentioned. Yep. The ugliness in the horror of your cross washes it away. Boy, yeah, that's really... Okay, well, that's going to go to the next question <laughs> of uh, mystical form. What What is that mean? The ugliness in the horror of your cross, it washes away when you come in. What washes what away? The ugliness? The oh. horror? The well, cross? But I mean, the lines before it say, How could something so utterly unspeakable be found in this? That's weird, because that's the opposite. It's like, I'm really bad, but look, you you live in me. Which is strange because you're really good and I'm really bad. But I mean, uh, the, again, the stanza before it is is speaking about things just being kind of. So I I study the surface of this visage you've given. It speaks nothing of the things hidden, buried underneath what needs improving lies an outcast unworthy of touching. So it's talking about that the outcast unworthy of touching is like the leper. You got leprosy of the heart, uh-huh, original sin, uh-huh. which I suppose is good. But then, but then it says, "How could something so utterly unspeakable be found in this?" Now I don't know if that means is how could I be so bad down on the inside, or how could you, being so good, go be found in me on the inside? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's. We need clear more clarity. Enough. We're running out of time. Mystical content. Yeah, it's all about coming in, you know, and the thing that happens there. Law and gospel. There's some law in here, a little gospel, but it's kind of muddled up a bit. Yeah. And then other explicit false teaching. I didn't see any, but I'm, again, I can't quite get to what, in fact, this is talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, what would you would you call this one crunch then, out uh, of mystical uh, form? Yeah, I'm gonna crunch it. About fifty seconds here. Yeah, I'm gonna crunch it. I mean, I like the I do I like the attempted poetry in this thing. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that whoever these guys are, who is it? Disciple. Yep. I think they might be. I think there's potential with these guys. Uh, but this one, I, I don't think we can use. You just can't tell what it's talking about. All right. Well, thanks, Seminarian Jake, for emailing us. And if you have praise songs you would like us to crunch here on Table Talk Radio, we encourage you to send us an email, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. Did I just say email that, and then I said the number? I or questions at tabletalkradio.org. I was going to say that we give preference to the voicemailers. So if you have a, a song you want us to crunch, the best way is to call the number, 1-800-385-SOLA. But you can send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org, and we'll get to them as we can. We uh, want to thank everyone for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like your spiritual marshmallows. <laughs> they taste oh, you, good, <laughs> but they don't give you any calories. <laughs> you remembered. Yeah, I remember. I wrote great. it down here. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.